0: This is Uniquely Milwaukee. It's everything you love about community stories, but more in depth. Giving the stories the time and attention they deserve. Changing perspective one episode at a time. I'm your host, Salam Fathayed, and this is Uniquely Milwaukee. Stories that stick with you. It's 8 p.m. on a Saturday night, and the Packers are facing San Francisco in the NFC Divisional Playoffs. The roads are less crowded, grocery stores less busy, and the majority in Milwaukee are likely watching either at home with friends or at their preferred local sports bar. Yet, here in a strip mall in Greenfield, specifically on 76th Street, the game is the last thing on someone's mind.
1: Kamaria is a coffee shop that specializes in culturally drinks and also the typical drinks that we find in every coffee shop with the influence of the culture, the, the, the Yemeni culture, the spices, all of these things we influenced our drinks. It's a place that gives you an experience and vibe.
0: That's Anas al co-owner of Milwaukee's first Yemeni coffee shop, Kamariyeh, alongside Farah Shuza. Open daily from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m., Kamariyeh transcends the definition of a mere coffee shop. It's designed to be a third space. During opening weekend, the place was incredibly packed. Securing a free and open table became a hot commodity, and as I patiently waited for my pistachio iced latte, I started looking around and observed a diverse scene. Right in front of me, there was a table of three high school girls. Right next to me, two men were engaged in a deep debate and sat right behind me was a large intergenerational family. The place was alive, but don't take my word for it. I chatted with the local community to hear their thoughts.
2: A lot of coffee shops, it's like you almost feel like you have to like order, sit for a bit and head out or you're either working, like this feels like that space where you could just hang out for hours. you know, as long as you're welcome, as long as you bought enough food or uh, coffee, um, it just feels different that, you know, there's people around us that look like me, that maybe are speaking a similar language to me, um, so it's just so different than anywhere else that I've been.
3: There's a lot of people in here, a lot of noise, commotion, but it's like kind of contained, right? There's a lot of people talking to each other. It's just a really bustling and energetic place. It kind of, uh, it's, it kind of caffeinates you before you even drink anything. I really do feel like I'm back home. I feel like I'm sitting in Palestine and all my friends are here and it's giving that same feel that I would get if I was in Ramallah. It's pretty diverse. Um, The Arab community itself is uh, made up of mostly Palestinians um, with a few other ethnicities here. Um, The Muslim community is obviously extremely diverse just just as it is in the world. Uh, You have, and looking around here, you have people that look like maybe from South Asia, you have some Bangladeshi that I can tell, Um, you have people from all over the Middle East here as well this uh, Yemeni coffee house is important. We don't have uh, many coffee houses in Milwaukee that are outside of the standard Western uh, mentality of what a coffee house should be. Whereas this is more geared towards uh, socialization. uh, And it doesn't, you don't have to be of Arab or Middle Eastern descent to be here. You can be anyone, as long as you enjoy having a cup of coffee and sitting and talking with people.
0: Judging by the responses, it's evident that a place like Camarilla was destined to happen. The Milwaukee Arab, Desi, and Muslim community longed for a space where they could casually gather, take time to socialize, and most importantly, have a late-night venue. In hindsight, the name Gameriye translates to moon, which may well reflect the ambiance and the late-night atmosphere it offers. And now I'm not oblivious to the fact that you can socialize and have the same experience possibly at another local coffee shop. But the thing that I felt was very special about Comedia is how it reflected my social habits. And when ordering my coffee, it was one of the few times where I said my full name in the right pronunciation with full conviction, Salam, and there was no confusion. And in many Arab and Desi communities, there's this cultural phenomenon known as Arab time or brown people time. And it refers to how people from those communities oftentimes arrive significantly later than the stated time for an event. So for example, if someone ever invites you uh, that's Arab or Desi and say it's at 5pm, do not go exactly at 5pm. Arrive either 30 minutes, an hour later, then you'll be on time. And I only bring this up because at Camarilla, I found myself contemplating this cultural nuance. I feel like in the Western community, there's this idea that time is everything. And although I agree that being punctual is incredibly important, sometimes there's a strong association between time and monetary value in the United States. And Camarilla offers a different perspective, an invitation to relax, take your time, and savor the moment fostering an atmosphere that encourages you to unwind, take a seat, and truly enjoy yourself. And it's also a Yemeni coffee shop and sources its coffee from one singular farm in Yemen. And this is important because although it's believed that coffee origins trace back to Ethiopia, some historians believe it's actually traced back north, across the Red Sea, into Yemen in the 15th century. In 1450, visionary Sufi monks in Yemen were the first to cultivate coffee plants and brew the drink, now we know as coffee. Then coffee was transported through the highlands by camels, and Yemen had a monopoly over coffee for 200 years, shipping beans from the port of al-Mokha, spelled M-O-K-H-A, giving us the term mocha. Fast forward to 1650 and coffee's popularity was soaring globally, with coffee shops opening up in Europe and beyond and today it's a beloved global pastime. At Camarilla, they don't just serve coffee, they honor this rich history, and Yemen. And while Camarilla exudes a bright and lively atmosphere, it's impossible for customers not to acknowledge the somber realities unfolding in Yemen and other Middle Eastern regions. But some say because of said realities. A space like Camarilla is needed more than ever.
2: When you look out the room, you see so much happiness and you see so much joy, but I'm sure there's also serious conversation, serious reflection happening about the um, political discourse that's happening in the world right now. Um, and again, it gives you that space to have those open discussions. Yeah, I'll say there's definitely a need with everything going on in Yemen, in Palestine, and Congo, in Sudan. Um, so many things are happening in the world and you know, especially here in Milwaukee, we're really trying to be active and trying to, you know, bring awareness of what's going on in the world. So, you know, earlier today I was protesting and today tonight that I can have somewhere to actually unwind and connect with people that maybe were at that protest with me or were not and we can just discuss it um, that feels otherworldly and I'm so grateful for it
3: I think there's so many more forms of diplomacy than just political communication right I think cuisine is a form of diplomacy I think interaction like just person to person interactions are a form of diplomacy you know people um don't know what they don't know until they've had those interactions right so if you've never had an interaction with you know someone from yemen or someone from palestine or someone from the congo you don't have any kind of attachment to what's going on there right and so when you start to meet people and you start to learn more about the culture the cuisine the history then you can have a much more tangible um feeling and experience and attachment to what's going on and so it's not just something distant um, across the world it's something like oh you know that coffee shop that Yemeni coffee shop in town um, you know the family that owns it or runs it um, or the people that work there or go there they might be personally affected right and I've met them and they're cool people and they're nice and you know when you have those types of inner experiences with people that aren't that aren't um, native to it, you know, I think you really start to change the narrative. You start to change people's perspectives. So I think it's, yeah, it's absolutely important.
0: Right after the break, stay tuned as I sit down with Alas Al-Hurani to delve into the inspiration behind the opening of at Coffee, coming up next.
1: Do you want to know the secret behind the programming you love? It's all funded by the honor system. As a public radio station, we're based on a very simple model, We try to do something meaningful, connecting with you through music and stories. And then we count on those who appreciate what we do to show their support. Are you one of them? Show your support by visiting RadioMilwaukee.org and joining today.
0: I went back to Camarilla, this time during the day. And while it wasn't as packed as its late night hours, the cafe was still busy. Many Patreons had their laptops open and casually spending time much like any other coffee shop. Cambodia isn't an isolated coffee shop. It's part of a franchise that originated from Michigan. I spoke to, with co-owner NS to learn about the inspiration behind opening up one in Milwaukee. What made you get into the world of opening up a coffee shop?
1: I moved here uh, in 2013. I was born here in Milwaukee actually, but my family moved right away to Palestine and I grew up there till I finished high school and I came in here for college. Uh, So since 2013 until this day, Milwaukee been home. Wallahi look, I came in from a small, very, very small family and always having that sense of like having people around, the sense of community is what I miss What I miss the most. So that was a dream. It's a dream coming through to have this vibe. It's not work for me, it's it's fun. I, I live here every day, 5 a.m. I'm just happy running around like a little child, uh, enjoying the vibe, the experience, that crowd. It, it feels something in my heart. Mm-hmm. When I see people are happy coming here, they're here with their loved ones, you see their energy. Uh that's, that's honestly what means the word for me.
0: Did you feel when you got back here that there was a big community here for you?
1: Uh, no, not at all. I lived in the east side and, you know, most of our community are here in the south side. And you're just new, you're lost. You're trying to kind of build any stability for yourself. Uh, you're not sure if you're going to make it or you're going to wait on anything to give up. But the beautiful people in Milwaukee, not just our community... The Milwaukee is such a beautiful and diverse place. And that vibe was really helping much to get you going for the day. Because any small support, any small energy you get at that stage means everything to you.
0: Have you have you heard of the term third space before? Um, So there's two types of spaces, work and home. And typically in a community for it to be thriving, there needs to be a third space where people can collaborate and meet and have a community. Um, One of the beauties that I find with Camarilla is that a lot of coffee shops are typically opened. They're not open that late. They are for people to have meetings, very on the go. But when I was here Saturday night, it was incredibly lively. Uh, It was packed until 11, until it closed. I saw a group of kids that were like maybe in high school, parents, uh, friends. Is that part of brown culture? I know it's a multitude of different identities that work here, too. There's people from Pakistan, people from Palestine. It's a Yemeni coffee shop. Can you speak a little bit about if that's a part of the community here?
1: Yes, no, no, 100%. Even me, myself, like when I was a student, I had that experience. I was like, I need a place to, to, to go and do my things beside the library. And all of these places are closed. So we took into consideration all of these factors. Uh, is there is a place for people, the hours. We took the hours factor. Uh, we took also like different communities. That's why we have the early hours and we actually even thinking of doing earlier than 8 a.m. Uh, we just wanted to be more known for the American culture here. So we try to focus on like our Arab community, Muslim community, like you said, uh, their habits, uh, their social habits. Our like people, they like to stay up at night where uh, most of the other communities, they're like more morning people so we're trying to capture all these factors place and we incorporated if you see in the store we incorporated like a little area for people to it's we call it the workstation people can go do their homework they have uh we even separated the speakers on the other side of the like on the other half of the space so we don't like create more noise and more uh, rush into them so they can focus and get productive there uh, we have these There's, we're going to have a section for the Arabi Majlis where it's influenced by the culture and people from that culture they're going to feel like it's, this is home speaking of the third place yeah. uh, we have places for people can we thought of the furniture you can move place tables together so if they want to sit in bigger groups so we try to kind of give something for everyone
0: As we approached the end of our interview, Ennis and I briefly delved into our experience back home, sharing commonalities and living overseas, and the conversation naturally shifted towards the current events in the Middle East and Yemen. And I asked Ennis about those feelings regarding being a Palestinian man opening up a Yemeni coffee shop and whether this prospect concerned or frightened him
1: we honestly were concerned about this because we, you know how many times things happening on the other end of the world and people are like, uh, what is this? The, so the media and the, the press, is all, it doesn't always reflect, uh, it, it reflects the conflict itself. It doesn't reflect the nature of people and how loving and, and, and giving they are. So we were worried that this will be actually, something will affect our business. Uh, but at the, at the same time, we are like, no we've been here ourselves uh, we were representing our cultures me myself i've been here for 12 day for 12 years my partner been here for almost 16 17 years and we blended well with the community we set a uh, good representation to our cultures by being us we wanted this we wanted this opportunity to be an area where we can spread this positivity, show the world, and show the community here that this is a place of full of positive people, people who are here to give to their community. A lot of hardworking youngsters uh, from from everyone here, who everyone is given a value to the community. It's a place where all these cultural all these cultures meet and see something aside from conflict.
0: If you're in the neighborhood and want to try Yemeni influenced coffee, Gummaria Yemeni Coffee, situated in Greenfield, welcomes you every single day from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m., committed to serving you from bean to cup.
2: Hi, I'm Kim Shine, production manager at Radio Milwaukee. Thank you to our hosts, Salam Fatayer, Tariq Moody, our executive producer, and Brett Kraskowski, who is our web editor. Thank you to our marketing team led by Sarah Lar, our graphics and wonderful logo made by Erin Bogata. Mallory Wallace is our community engagement and membership manager, and Dan Reiner and Darren Brewer handle our social media. A big thank you to city-loving members for making Uniquely Milwaukee possible. Tune in next Tuesday for our next episode.